0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it. So, the saga of AEW Dark continues, and it looks like both Elevation and the regular Tuesday Dark are done for the time being. We have from Andrew Zarian of Wrestling Observer Live reported this morning that they have ended for the time being, and this is part to do with AEW signing a new deal for AW Collision to air on Saturdays, and part of the new deal is that AEW Wrestling content will exclusively air on the Warner Brothers Discovery Networks, so that would be TBS, TNT, and I guess other channels included. And I guess because of this, the YouTube shows, unfortunately, will have to... Not exist for the time being. Uh, this deal doesn't include Ring of Honor, obviously, as that is still part of Honor Club. But yeah, um, it's kind of sad, obviously, uh, a lot of talent won't be able to really get on tv especially the women's i feel like the women definitely had a lot of matches you know whatever be short matches long matches on both of the dark shows and with them being delegated to like maybe one match a week with dynamite possibly another match on rampage we're seeing maybe two to three matches hopefully this can change with collision um and obviously the women are getting a lot of matches on ring of honor as well so yeah, as the BDE guys say, pouring out for AW Dark and AW Dark Elevation, but Shine in the Dark, like I said, will continue. And we're going to be starting with Impact Wrestling. On Impact Wrestling, we have Kenny King defeated Channing Decker, a local Toronto talent on Before the Impact. He had the hometown crowd of him behind him. And he had a bunch of spectacular-looking moves, but King is able to catch Decker as he tries a top rope crossbody right into the Royal Flush for the pin. We go into the main show as Jordan Grace defeated Masha Slamovich. Really good opener here from these two to end it with a back-and-forth roll-up until Grace was able to keep it on for the pin. We get a very good video package for Nick Aldis, showing his start in history as Brutus Magnus into Magnus, and then evolving into who he is today, um, pretty much building him going after the uh, Impact World title. They said that Joe Henry received a broken nose from his fight last week against Shelton Jean, and a couple pictures with that as well. Steve Macklin comes out and says that, Why wait for Under Siege? And he challenges PCO to come out right now. But as PCO is about to come out, he gets attacked from behind by Shera and Champagne Singh. They continue in the ring as Macklin heads straight to the back. Santino Morella comes out and makes a match right then and there for PCO versus Champagne Singh. Uh, after Singh tried to pay off PCO, it did not work. And Santino also barred Shera from ringside. The match itself, PCO defeated Champagne Singh. Singh tried to put money in PCO's mouth, but that just got him more upset as he hits the PCO's salt for the win. The design cut a promo saying that they're coming for Sammy Callahan now that he turned on him. And we see that the Coven had put a spell on Diana Perrazzo. Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice come out as Dice says that he found the luchador that will allow Swinger to lose, uh, sorry, to win and his road to fifty wins. And then Dice goes out to the back and he comes back out. Well, somebody comes back out as El Generico, uh, not to be confused with Generico. Uh, obviously, this is Zicky Dice. Swinger plays with him a little bit and then he gets a easy roll up for the win. And then when they go to the back, uh, they celebrate. Uh, Zicky Dice takes off his mask revealing himself to be him under the mask and then Santino Morella catches them and says that th- this match doesn't count and Swinger still needs to get his first win to 50 and of course Swinger is upset at Dice and kind of walks away so I'm not sure if this uh, partnership has ended or not We see Channing Dagger is backstage as Kenny King props him for the match earlier but then he kind of brushes him off and says that he beat him in his own town and then King sits next-, sits next to Sheldon Jean and tries to recruit him and give him a little bit of advice as Jean seems a little bit interested here so I'm curious that this might be forming a partnership between Kenny King and sheldon gene the abc defeated the designs angels and khan uh, during this we go backstage where we see santino morella got attacked and commentary mentions that last time it was the design who attacked him but obviously they're out for this match now so it can't be them sammy callahan runs out during this match and he takes out dina and this ends with chris bay hitting the art followed by the fold by ace austin as bay gets the pin on angels dirty dangle wants to goes to go check on santino backstage and he finds a little bit of hair, and he says that from now on, he's gonna not gonna be he's gonna become the detective authority, and he's gonna find out exactly where this hair came from, as we have another mystery here. We'll go to Rosemary and Jessica, where Jessica is still asking where Taya Valkyrie is, and Rosemary says that she's being tortured in her own personal hell. So I'm not sure uh if that's a dig at AEW or not, but a little, a little rude there. Crazy Steve enters and is confused on who Jessica is and suggests that Rosemary go talk to James Mitchell. She doesn't want to, but he says that's the only way to enter the undead realm. Jody threat. Defeated Silizia Sparks, who's been on AEW Dark before. Threat gets to win pretty easily here after hitting the F416. We see a video from Killer Kelly asking Masha Slamovich to come play with her. as She's the only one on her level, so we'll begin that match soon enough. We have a sit-down interview with Gia Miller, conducting one with Frankie and talking about his history in TNA and coming up here and all the matches and opponents he has. But then he talks about how politics pushed him away and he had to leave for the first time. Next week, we'll be seeing a part two of this sit down with, uh, Kazarian. Pretty well done here. And the main event here for the Impact Knockouts title, Diana Peraza defeated Taylor Wilde in a first time one-on-one encounter between these two. Very good main event here that ends when Diana traps on the Venus de Milo for the submission win. An and after the match, Kylan King attacks Diana as Wilde joins in on the attack, but in Jordan Grace runs out for the save and points at the title as they'll be getting a rematch at the under siege siege pay-per-view uh this was obviously taped before the debut of the former naomi trinity but they have stated that on the next episode trinity will debut so we'll be talking about that obviously We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Nigel McGuinness is back in commentary here, along with Rick Abani and Caprice Coleman. And we start with a Ring of Honor Women's World title proven ground match as Athena defeated Lady Frost. Athena grabbed the ropes after Frost hit her moonsault and comes right back with a right hook to get the pin. We get a very well-produced promo from the kingdom talking about how Ring of Honor is their kingdom and everybody else is using Ring of Honor as a stepping stone. Definitely check this out. It's a couple minutes to so I'm pretty sure it's on their social media. Uh, Preston Vance and Roosh of LFI defeated the Infantry in a dominant fashion. Vance did most of his work until T tagged in Ru- Roosh, who hit the bull's horns on Carly Bravo for the easy win. Best Friends defeated Joel Ocasio and Mookie Summers. First Ring of Honor appearance on the Best Friends since 2019, as Rick and Bonnie mentioned, how they never won the ROH Tag Team titles. Chuck Taylor gets the easy pin here after pinning Summers. Brian Cage defeated Leon Ruffin, Ruffin did a little bit of countering here. Gets a little bit more offense and before Cage clotheslines him down hit a couple power bombs before putting him in a submission as Ruffin taps out. Dark Orders, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeated Jeeves K and Sunny Kiss of the Trustbusters. Before the match started, the Righteous came out to watch the match. Uh, Sunny Kiss making her Ring of Honor debut here as well. Evil Uno gets the pin on Jeeves K after the Pile Driver kick combo. Christopher Daniels gets interviewed backstage where he says that he'll be challenging Samoa Joe next week for the TV title. Sky Blue defeated Diamante and Diamante's Ring of Honor debut. Short three minute match here, but pretty good with a back and forth at the end until Blue trapped on the roll up for the pin. Athena came out. Uh, wearing Sky Blue's hat just to stomp on it so it looks like we might be getting our next program here with Sky Blue and Athena possibly for the women's title at a pay-per-view at a show here we're not too sure. Leah Moriarty defeated Rocky Romero, Romero making his first appearance at Ring of Honor and Honor Club and his first Ring of Honor appearance since Final Battle 2021, uh, not counting Forbidden Door. Longest match of the show, at least 8 minutes here. Big Bill kept interfering and he chokeslams Romero on the apron followed by a kick from Moriarty as as he gets the pin. Romero had an interview backstage where he says he wasn't happy how Moriarty won so he challenges him to a rematch next week in a pre- rules match. And the main event here, Blake Christian defeated Gringo Loco. Uh, Rick and Bonnie mentioned how Gringo had a heart attack in 2016, and his heart stopped beating for 10 minutes before making a comeback in 2017. So, interesting note here from Gringo Loco. A quick and fun match here that ended with Christian hitting a springboard 450 for the pin. And then the show itself actually ended showing a classic match. Uh, first time Ring of Honor has done this for the Honor Club shows. And they show Samoa Joe defeated James Gibson, uh, Jamie Noble, aka, for the pure title, back in 2005. Um, so, unfortunately, it's like Ring of Honor the last couple weeks has been kind of not being what it was promised to be and kind of having the same formula as AEW Dark, I'm not sure if they're doing that because of the Dark shows we're leaving now, but just the overall feedback and consensus on the shows has been pretty disappointing with most of these matches being squash matches, Uh not what Ring of Honor is known for in the past. Like I said, the longest match was about eight minutes or so. Definitely the talent is there, but it looks like we're just getting a lot more quicker matches. So hopefully, I'm not sure if it's because they're being on the road, you know, following taping before and after dynamite i know they have tapings at universal studios hopefully they can kind of go back to um what they promised in the beginning we go to MLW as they have their season finale for Underground Wrestling. The show starts with the Beaumont Fight Club coming out as the Battle Riot 5 winner. And gets the crowd to chant for him and saying that Beaumont is for the people and offer a bag of money to anyone that can go one-on-one with Mr. Thomas. And then Mr. Thomas calls out Hammerstone, who comes out for the challenge. And Alex Hammerstone defeats Mr. Thomas pretty quickly after hitting the, Ma- the Nightmare Pendulum. Hammerstone still shows signs of an injury uh, during and after the match. And then the calling come out after and send a couple of the masked goons to the ring. But Hammerstone takes them all out. And the Samoan SWAT team comes out and start brawling with the calling as well. They announced that the next MLW show Never Say Never from Philadelphia on July 6th will be shown live on Fight Plus, where Alice Kane will cash in his Battle Riot Golden Riot ticket and Challenge Hammerstone for the MLW World Heavyweight title and they did announce this week as well that for the future all shows, uh, all live shows from MLW will be broadcast on the Fight Plus Network. So that's definitely a good deal if you are a Fight Plus subscriber and uh, I personally am a fan of this as a lot of these tapings of MLW, we still have shows back from February of this year uh, that haven't been shown and obviously with Fusion coming back, I'm sure they'll be showing those matches on there as well but I just like this live format um, that MLW has so their shows seem a little bit more uh, current and relevant We see a promo for Mance Warder where he cuts a promo uh, challenging Sam Adonis. I'm sure we'll be getting that match soon. We have a MLW World Tag Team title match as the Samoan SWAT team defeats the main event. And if anybody knows me, I know they know I'm very high on the main event from watching them at House of Glory. uh, Recently being in some shows in Toronto as well as GCW. Plus, they were my surprise indie pick in the WWE mock draft that I did on What Up Do. So if you haven't heard that, definitely check it out. Me and Detroit had a fun little show there. And they're making their tag team uh, match debut here after beginning the Battle Riot last week. But Lance Anawai gets the pin on J-Line after hitting a top rope splash. Main event was fun, as always, and I'm sure we'll be seeing them on TV plenty again soon in some company, one way or another. And like I said, they did announce that MLW Fusion is coming back on May 25th, and they will start with the Opera Cup. Um, they also mentioned that there are the shows that they filmed in uh, Mexico that with the AAA will also be shown in the next coming weeks. I think they have the Super Series tournament they usually do every week, where it's MLW and uh, AAA talent wrestling. And the main event here, Becca defeated Brittany Blake. Becca making her MLW debut, and she has like this pop star gimmick that sings terribly on her way to the ring and tries to get the fans into it, but obviously she's bad. But she did win her debut match here after hitting a 450 splash that she calls the World Tour. We get a quick interview from Dummy EXO where she says she's here to become the next Women's World Champion in MLW. And we see footage from backstage of the Samoan SWAT team and the FBI getting into a brawl. So I'm not sure how the Samoan SWAT team went from the calling to the FBI, but everybody's brawling here in MLW. And we are supposed to get a main event here of John Hennigan defending the MLW National Open title against Jacob Fatu, but as Fatu was making his entrance, he gets attacked by the calling from behind to end the show. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. Jennifer Flores defeated Gigi Gianni with like a modified leg sweep to get her first singles victory in WoW. Exiles, Exodus, and Genesis defeated Candy Crush and Princess Aussie when Exodus was distracted. A distracted the referee is ice cold and outside attacked Crush, allowing Genesis to roll up Crush for the pin. Holly Dead and Siren Devoto Doll defeated Chantilly Chella and Kata Rush with Holly Dead pinning Rush after hitting a double underhook face buster. And in the main event, a fatal four-way no disqualification match. Reyna Dolray defeated Wrecking Ball, Fury, and Razor after hitting a twisted neckbreaker off the ropes to Razor for the pin. Uh, Fury and Razor did go out of here despite being part of the Heavy Metal Sisters, but when they hugged at the end is when Raina took advantage to get the win. We go to NWA USA. Damage defeated Rush Freeman after hitting a Spine Buster. Kylie Page defeated the debuting Sierra after hitting a Canadian Destroyer, and Kylie Page did announce that she has signed with NWA to be with her sister Kenzie. Kratos announced that he's entering the Crockett Cup and his partner will be Odinson and the country gentlemen also automatically get entry into the Crockett Cup because they are the U.S. Tag Team Champions. Magic Jake Dumas defeated Mercurio and PJ Hawks in the main event here in a triple threat match. Mercurio had the match won, but he decided to go and talk to Flirt to CJ, who was ringside instead, and he even saw Dumas going for the winning pin and just kind of shrugged his shoulders as he got the pin. We go to NWA USA. The show starts with Camille in the ring, saying that there is no one left to try and take the title off of her until Daisy Kill and Talos come to the ring, where Daisy sings a song about Natalia Markova and then Camille's title streak tonight, and Camille says she's not scared, so she makes the match official we go to NWA National Heavyweight Championship match as EC3 defeated Carnage by submission with the purpose after taking out Aaron Stevens on the outside. Mae Valentine tried to interview uh, Yabo the Clown about his match next week against Ricky Morton but he just kind of laughed and did magic tricks. We have an NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship match here as Maddie and Missa Kate of M95 defeated the debuting Hollywood Blondes who are Heather Monroe who's appeared on AEW Dark before as, as well as Rayland, who's Chantilly Chella in Woman of Wrestling. Uh, they actually go by Blonde Force Trauma in the Indies but I guess with Blonde force trauma they can't really have blonde force trauma plus the hollywood blondes is always an old staple in nwa maddie gets the pin on monroe after kate has to kick filet and maddie hit the reality check for the pin Ty- tyrus was in the ring and announced that chris adonis will be his tag team partner in the crockett cup but adonis comes out for his match and says that he didn't know about this and he's not going to discuss it now as he as he has a match that uh that we're going to get into right now which chris adonis defeats scion Sion is still upset about losing his uh, title at the 3-1-2 pay-per-view. And then Cyrus tells his father, Austin Idol, to shut up and says that it was his fault that he lost the title. This distraction caused Adonis to roll up Sion in a small package for the win. And the main event here, Camille and Natalia Markova in a non-title match went the 10-minute draw here. A real competitive back-and-forth match, and at the end, Markova had a submission stretch on, but the bell rang, as it seemed like Camille might have tapped out, or she could have tapped out here. Uh, C- Natalie wanted to keep going, the fans wanted to keep going, but the referee said the match is over, so I'm sure we'll be seeing a rematch this time for the title, possibly at the pay-per-view. On NXT level up, Tyler Blake- Tyler Bate makes his level-up debut, defeated Luca Crucifino, who has the, uh, the attorney-lawyer gimmick who comes out here with the, uh, people's court theme, but Tyler Bate hit the Tiger Driver 97. Uh, but Crucifino did get a bit of offense here as Bate gets the win in his, uh, like I said, his level up debut. The new tag team of Hank and Tank, Hank Walker and Tank Ledger are backstage being interviewed asking everybody if they are ready for the beef. I guess that's their catchphrase. Ivy Now defeated Lola Vice in a good back and forth match with both showing their submission techniques, but it ended with Ivy Nile put on the Dragon Sleeper on Vice as she taps out. And the Dyad defeated Hank Walker and Tank Ledger with Rip Fowler pinning Ledger after they hit a double team Cobra Breaker on WWE main event Dexter Loomis defeated Joe Gacy in a good back and forth match with Loomis getting the pin in a bit over five minutes and Nikki Cross defeated Cora Jade who's making her main event debut she got a pretty big pop here when they introduced her from Chicago another competitive match here that ends with Cross hitting the top rope crossbody for the pin that is it for me this week you guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark <laughs>